Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Audio Frontier. Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is Wrestling Death and is scheduled for one hour. Maybe more. It has no real-time limits, making their way into your ears. First, from a place called Garniston, he is the Pyramid, Red Florence! It's going to be the funniest show ever because I'm all about the comedy and the money, money. baby. How much you can pay? And his partner, the top end of Stevenson. For Mick City to Beef Community Centre, I've got stories that are going to blow your mind. Hello and welcome to Wrestling Daft. I am not Rab Forms, I am producer John. Rab is unfortunately not with us this week because he's away filming the Scots. However, the Stevenson Dream himself is here. Hello, Grado. Swing a beer for the working man, John. Yep. Mm. Well, it's Strongbow, but anyway. Yep. Nah, or should no. we say it's beer 50? Are we sponsored by Beer 52 in this podcast? Uh, are we sponsored by Beer 50? No, we're not sponsored oh, by them. I'm on the, I'm on the ball. Fuck them then. Um, so, I, John, let's, you've got a wee beer there as well, have you? I have, yep. For the working man. For the working man, swig a beer, swig a bowl for the working man. For the both man. Um, well, for the right. hard day, mate, because it's a hard day. You've you've done the breakfast show. I've yeah, done as the we have you. Yeah, we've done the football daft. We have Rab. Let's be honest. As much as we love him, but we know at the start of the week when we start texting him and he's got filming, he just doesn't reply to us. He kayfabes us all week. No. Yeah, he, he so, does. He does. Do you know what he replied? I've noticed this though. I'll put in a question. And then nothing will be said, but then you put in, Rab, what you sent it, and then he'll reply to you. Mm. Aye. Totally big time he... in me. Totally big time in me. He's like Hulk Hogan of this podcast, I'm telling you. Do you know what? I don't know what it is, but I thought I was bad at trying to, you know, replying to stuff, but he's definitely worse than me, isn't he? I'd, yeah, I'd definitely say yes, definitely. Um, so, Rab, not here. Uh, we've got lots of stuff planned. Grado, first of all, I need to talk about this. It's been announced on ICW that at Shug's house, you shall be tagging with none other than Ravy Davy against the Cabinet. Well, thank God it's a tag team match. <laughs> uh, I saw that announced. I'm looking forward to that. I've tagged with Ravy Davy before. We've done a D-Generation Greg thing at the SEC. So I, I don't know really too much about the cabinet. I know they've got the kind of politician gimmick, bad guys. So I'm really looking forward to the ICW. And also Jason Reed as well, the day before as well. That'll be good. Yeah, you're doing that, so, obviously. Scottish Wrestling Experience. Uh, yeah, I've got a question for you. Yes. You're going to Florida on Saturday. I am. Have you thought about, have you looked up AEW Dark? Do you know what I've looked up? All the oh, do you know what? I've not looked up AEW Dark, however, but I did look up. There's two NXT shows. One, uh, one I just missed, and there's one in Citrus Springs, which is about a two hours drive from where we're at, and it's the last night before we fly home. So, 
it's a bit of a dodgy one. However, however, Billy Kirkwood is uh-huh. in Florida at the same time as me, and he is going to hook up with Big Demo and also some of the AEW guys he was telling me. Oh, well, how do you know thing we on to them? Do you know what I should do? I should just, like, uh, gate crash. Go, all right, Billy, how you doing? Or right, Crofty is also going to be in Florida next week as well. Right. You could, Who you and Crofty could, could, could go to, uh, you know, you could go to the NXT house show. Yeah, we could. Who had uh, five minutes into the podcast for the first mention of Crofty this week? Um, <laughs> I, but yeah, no, I should, I'm, I'm going to have to check out if AEW Dark is on, because I didn't think, that's up in Jacksonville, though, so it's a fair way drive. Away Are you sure? Go. No. No, it's not. EW's at the Universal Studios. Is it? That's where TNA, that's where I used to wrestle. I did not. I'm going to hear it. Right, I'll look into this, Grado. Thank you for inspiring me. I'm surprised you've not really looked this up. Hold on, dark tapings. I I, I, I take it the only day once a month, so I've got a feeling they did some at the start of the... uh, start of the month. So I think you might be snookered, to be honest with you. Um, But... um, I will look into that. I will definitely look into that. It's funny because I remember... One of the times I wrestled uh, at the sound stage, or well, most of the time it was at the Universal Studios, and the guy that does the podcast, the, 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 so I know the guy that does a podcast, uh, Ian Gordon at the Pavilion. From the pa- Pavilion? He we tried saying, to call him the other day there, by the way. Why? Because we do a feature on the radio show called Mobile Phone Roulette, and Cassie, you know, you scroll through and you stop on a name, and then like you, there's a scenario, and you've got to phone whoever's at the top of the list. You've got to phone them, and it was Ian's name. So basically, the scenario was that Cassie, having never spoke to this man, right, ever, she just got had his number that Stephen had given him, and she had to phone her up and ask ask this guy if uh, he would take her hamster while she was on holiday. Right. 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 But didn't he pick up? I was gutted because I thought he would, what a reaction would have got from it, that. It, it, mate, he wouldn't have been happy. Do you know that one time <laughs> we, we, we had spoke to we, we, we had spoke to him on go the previous week, right? And it was today we... Oh, it was it was for a news feature. It wasn't even for the breakfast show right now. If anyone doesn't know Ian Gordon, he's a very stern man. Right, he's very doesn't suffer fools gladly. Doesn't suffer fools gladly. He's very, very old school. He's you don't want to mess with this guy, right? Just Google him and look up his interviews and that. He doesn't give a fuck about anything. Anyway, yeah, he, he he, he's like he's like he's like he's Vince he's like he's like Vince McMahon of the Pavilion because in he won't. It's like that's his baby, the pavilion, and he does. He overlooks everything. He overlooks the creative of the panel. He does. Not that I'm saying Vince does the. the yeah, it's like Vince. I've just realised. But he is. But he does everything. He books everything. He does the. Um, he does the electricity in the place. He does repairs. Blah blah. I'm not Vince does that with the wrestling, but it's very much the same kind of similar. And his character as well was like Vince, because we don't know that much about Ian either, right? However, yep. we had phoned him for a news story for Go Radio, and <laughs> his number had been left. And the wee bit when you phone the numbers, right? Uh-huh. The following week, we were doing this, think this segment today with a, a French speaker, right? Well, we're trying to get a French translator right. to work. I can't remember, you know, as usual kind of bullshit in the radio stuff like, well, let's see if we can get a French translator to do this. So we phoned the French translator and we went, right, we just need you, are you there? He's like, yep, yep, yep. We just need to get you to come on here. And whatever words that we say, can you just translate it into French and we'll read it back? He went, uh, 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 and we went, right, and we're recording now, and we went, this is Go Radio, da, da, da. Um, we're here and we've got such and such here to speak about French translation. He went, listen, I have not agreed to any of this. What, what are you talking about? We had phoned Dean Gordon by accident. <laughs> <laughs> I, haven't, I, 
agree to any of this. What he's talking about, French translation. I hope I'm not on the air. What he's talking about. Brilliant. Sorry, what were we saying about Ian Gorn? Sorry. What was I saying? Oh, so I basically his boy was in Florida. Mm-hmm. Um and he had texted his dad to say, Oh my god, I've just saw Grado's wrestling at the Universal Studios. And I went, Oh my god. So I text him saying, Look, tell him I'll get backstage tickets and uh, <laughs> he can come and meet all the wrestlers and stuff like that. And he just texts back and he went, No, he doesn't want to come. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was doing you know what I mean. I thought I was like, I'll get him to meet Jeff Hardy and all the rest. No, he doesn't doesn't want to come. <laughs> Fair anyway, enough. I think what are we talking about here? It's, I feel I feel bad, man, because I've not watched any wrestling again. Or... Oh, there you go. That's just why we've got Tom Campbell coming on the show, who's the cultaholic. Yes, also we have got the well. one and only Tom Campbell, who's another fellow radio guy as well, who I met several years ago when he was working at a radio station I used to work for as well. Uh, and he's a great guy. He now works for Cultaholic, and he'll tell us. We'll talk about Vince, I think, is the big story. Because I've just noticed there, Grado, that the WWE share price has dropped by half a billion. Like the value wow. of the company has dropped by half a billion since these revelations. So we'll get into that with Tom a bit later. But first, let's head to the listeners uh, and start with listener Paul from last week. He was our listener of the week. Remember Paul that fell off the quest in our growth? Oh, aye, that person. And we were questioning is there actual cliffs in our growth? Well, he says. There are cliffs, and get Dick Campbell to bring me a punnet of grapes because you were saying, can we get some from our broth? I'll and he's, make a wish. We'll get, we make a wish on the go for Dick. I'll get him to come along with Lucas and grapes. <laughs> make a wish with Dick Campbell is brilliant. <laughs> um, but Paul has actually sent us the story which featured in the Dundee Courier of this thing. It says, man taken to hospital after fall from our broth cliffs. Uh, a major rescue operation was launched just after 5pm on Sunday after reports the man had fallen at the cliffs, which are more than 200 feet tall at some points. Our both Stonehaven and Dundee Coast Guard teams attended the incident alongside both RNLI lifeboats and medics from the Scottish Ambulance Service. A spokesman for HMS Coast Guard confirmed the lifeboat rescued the man and took him to Arbroath Har- Harbour. So there you go, it's all happening and Paul survived the cliff fall poor guy man what a horrible experience but at least they got name dropped in the dundee courier in this shitty podcast so there you go so paul you're an absolute legend i hope you're getting better and hope you're out that hospital soon enough um and thank you very much obviously he's delighted it was listening the week last week as well um right nikki has been back in touch remember the guy we're talking about last week who brought his chair back from SummerSlam to dubai oh and uh, we thought he might have been minted and have a bit of cash when we asked him to sponsor the podcast. Unfortunately, that's not the case. He says, thanks for the shout out on the last episode, gents. I was the guy who took the chair from New York to Dubai after SummerSlam. I no longer live in Dubai, I'm afraid, and I'm not a millionaire, so can't sponsor the pod. Oh. After 12 years in Dubai, I now live in Amsterdam, and the chair has made it here too. My wife hates it. So he's a hashied. <laughs> <laughs> what a presumption to make! Amsterdam's a lovely city. It's, it's a bit of a different. How the contrast of going from Dubai to living in Amsterdam? And you got with a doobie in Dubai, you're fucked, didn't you? Oh, that's very true, actually. Aye, very, mm. very true. Yeah. What a life, mate. Good on you. Thanks for listening to the show. Absolutely. Uh, Graham says, and, and it's a shame Rab isn't here, he says, nice to see Booker has been listening to Rab about Adam Cole after saying this on his podcast. I can't do Booker's voice. I'll just read it normally. If Adam Cole has to have surgery and he's down for six to nine months and he, you know, lose any more mu- muscle mass, it's going to be hard on this, brother. You know what I'm saying? Right now, he's about a buck 60. We've got to get more weight on Adam Cole. You know what I mean? 
That's his problem. He's light, bottom light. We've got to get some muscle on this kid. Mm. That's probably one of the reasons he's going out there, getting hurt, because it can't be the schedule at AEW. Well, mate, he's got a point with the old muscle and stuff like that, because, I mean, I, I broke my ribs wrestling, and I was on the couch for a good couple of months, and all I did was fucking eat. But, I mean, I mean the, the boy might have... I don't know, he might have... Believe me. Um, <laughs> Do you just think he needs a good... I don't think we should be laughing, believe me, by the way, but, you know, these, he might have... Well, look at uh, the... What do you call him? The cricketer? He just... I don't think... Can, do you know the, that cricketer had it? Did he? The cricketer, the, the one that's... We spoke about him a couple of weeks ago on this podcast. Freddie He's the cricket, it's no, It's no beefy, it's no Ian Botham, it's the guy... Uh, Michael Vaughan? No, the guy that does... He's like Peterson? the... He's like... No, he's like the Green handsome Green. guy that's... Shane Warren. Flintoff. Freddy Flintoff. I said that. Anyway, that's... That's by, that's by the by. Adam Cole, though, I don't think you need them so massive. If you're a good wrestler, you're a good wrestler, surely. I mean, obviously, you're a bit more prone to injury, I'm guessing, because you're not... Protect, you know, you don't have that muscle to protect you when you when you take a bump, you know. But he's a good bloody wrestler. And he, I think... Well, he's a good can, wrestler, but you, need to, you also need to be believable, didn't, didn't you? Yeah, I mean, but, I, I mean he says, but he's, he's hit a promotion where, you know, there's only so many big guys on that I, roster as well, so it's no... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I think true. Uh, it's just you, you get you get guys that are loving. I mean, they're always taking a piss at them on Instagram, Carlito and and Masters, the big Jack guys. I so that's just the way big muscly, big muscle beef feeds going. Do you know what I mean? No, that's true. That's true. Meatheads, meatheads. That's what you call them. Um, did you like see when you were wrestling, Grado? Did you? How much often did you hit the gym, or did you bother with arse? <laughs> Right, okay, I'll move on to the next <laughs> Right, okay. Remember chatting about gender reveals a few weeks ago. Graham has pointed out this tweet from 90s WWE, which is a great Twitter account. You should follow that. Uh, okay, hear me out. A gender reveal party, but it's Tajiri, and he spits the colour-coded poison mist into the parents' faces so you oh, can I'm... get blue mist or pink mist for the gender reveal. Maybe this could be a gimmick. Maybe this is something that Wrestling Daft could sort out. We can turn up like a luchador at, like, gender reveals parties for wrestling fans and spit either pink or um, blue blood into or mist into the, the parents' faces. <laughs> this could be a new thing, Grado. We could make a fortune on this, man. Ah, uh, you think? God, do you, do, see the Tajiri thing? Aye. Do, do you think it's really interesting? Like, I know he's... I don't know what I he is. That is that but it's still... Yeah, it's still... I love, I love the, the mist when you were a wee guy. You would always go, how does he manage that? How does he, how, because I think even before we knew it was a pout, it was always like, is he just drank a big bit of, like, say the, the spit was red, is he just drank a big bit of cranberry just now? How's he no swallowed it? How's he, man? It's very, very interesting, I'll miss, isn't it? I know, I, I, I asked her, I was doing it for a wee while there as well. She was I don't know, I, I used mist once. Have you? Yes. Where did you use it? Against Coke Cabana. What, where, where, was it Iron Brew? It was Iron Brew. Of course it was. Of course it uh, was. Brilliant. Uh, uh, How'd you get... But it's really hard. It must be... There's a technique to it, isn't it? Because when you're... Oh, boy, there's a technique. So how did you... How'd you manage... To, how's the technique for, for, for getting... Met, making it look like mist? Is there... What's the kind of technique to do that? Because well, I, 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 like, well, I think we've all done it. Like, everyone's done the bottle, tried to be the gimmick with Triple H and drink the water and try and spit the mist in the air. But it's quite hard. Aye, but mate, it's not as if it's like you get learned this at wrestling school, right? This is how you... Right, we're going to be covering Tajiri Mist <laughs> today. 
we've done sharp shooters now, we're going to do mist. It's not like that, but I remember I, I did wrestle Cabana again and he and I went to do the mist with a can of beer because obviously I couldn't get Iron Brew in, <laughs> in, uh, in, in America. And he, when I put the beer in, I'm trying to work with it and he ended up fucking ribbing me by punching me in the belly and it's all come out anyway. <laughs> but I would... Come that much wrestling, John. That's wrestling. So you, I was talking to Stephanie about it today. She was like, you've lost your love for wrestling, ain't you, son? <laughs> Did Stephanie say that to you? Yeah, she said that to me today. She says, I'll never... I'll never, I'll never, um, I'll never not have a passion for wrestling. She's like, what can we do to get you back? <laughs> <laughs> what can we do to get you back? <laughs> I love that. Absolutely love that. Um, but I mean, you, you got a wee bit of taste for it when you were back in, down in action in Liverpool and you it obviously walked through the curtain and there's Jarrett and JPL and Well, I mean, that gave me a hard saying, one. Yeah, Big exactly. Guy. Do you know what I mean? And then, you know that way I was like, and then Road Dog, obviously, a couple mm-hmm. of days later, who's your favourite independent wrestler at Grado Wrestling, without a doubt? And I thought, right, he's definitely going to mention me in his new podcast, man. <laughs> Did you listen to it, didn't you? I was like, I sit there and go, I'm like, I can't wait to ask him about how we're going at the weekend in Liverpool. And I was like, and then he got asked, and I waited about eight or nine minutes in the podcast. How did you go in Liverpool? Oh, it was great. I hung out with some great friends. It was great to see the fans. That's fucking it. I was like, oh, God. Ah, you're in my head. I've got him going, hey, by the way, you got to see Grado, man. He was... Oh, gutted. Gutted. But listen, you'll get the taste back for a And then I've got the Q&A for Jarrett's to go through. For, he done a, a Q&A with Conrad. I've got a follow and a half to go through that to see if he mentioned it, but I don't think he did. We would have heard, I well, think. Well, loser. We definitely, well, loser we, I am. We definitely would have heard about it on this podcast. Someone would have flagged that up to us if Aye. they had mentioned you. So I'm guessing no. But you never know. You never know. Um, but yeah, you'll get a taste back for it when you step into that ring at an ICW, Shug's House, the big return, the pop you're going to get. It'll be amazing. Absolutely amazing. Me and Rab are going to come and see you as well. So look forward to that. Um, Alistair says, not sure if you're still doing wrestling-related dreams. Yeah, we're always doing wrestling-related dreams, Alistair. But last night I had one where my wife and me were getting interviewed by Triple H about joining the WWE. Had to do one of those disclosure forms to check our criminal history. And turns out I had 78 uncles that died as children that I never knew I had. Was about to find out their names, but the wife pumped and the noise stroke smell woke me up. I was raging. That's fucking excellent, man. His missus pumped and he got woke, he got woke up. His, his missus farted and it woke him up. Yes, that is what happened, according to Alistair, yes. So he didn't find out who these 78 uncles were that he had during his interview with Triple H. Do you ever do that thing where you have a dream, right, and it's that good, and you wake up and you go, fuck it, man, I need to get back to sleep and see what happens. Aye. To do finish your story. Do that all the time. It's ra- you're raging. It's like it, you go back to sleep and you don't pick up where the dream left off. Raging. Aye. You have, you, you, have the, you, you might have this one dream where it's like you're, you're just about to... Make love to your childhood sweetheart and all the sets are great and then you woke up and then you go back to sleep and you're yep. with your granny in her kitchen and you open the fridge and you're in the back of Willie's or something. Aye, absolutely. It's weird how they do that, isn't it? James? I don't, yeah, it's, I don't get it, don't get it. Right, Grado, I think you've been, I think you've been uh, made aware of this video that I'm about to show you. Um, it comes from Spray Paint Scots, who's pointed us in the direction of a video of Michael Barrymore, your oh, good pal right. who gets mentioned several times on this podcast. Um, 
and he's trying to catch hot dogs in his mouth while it looks like he's a bit off his tits. Would you like to see this video, Grado? Good on him. Let's see. I have seen this video because I've been tagged in it after numerous people, but I... Yeah, I thought, I thought you might be. But here is, for the video version uh, of people watching the podcast, here is Michael Barrymore getting hot dogs thrown at him. And, and he's trying to catch it with his gub. Here we go. One shut his nose. Oh, uh huh. my face. Oh, so seductive. Like, I take you to the candy shop. Oh, he got it! He got it! He got it! Oh, he's enjoying the hot dog. Barry Moore, still a legend. You know what I mean? I uh, I know. What is he doing? What I'm What is Barry? He was working in a garden centre at one point, wasn't he? Mm, what's worse, Ric Flair's last match or Michael Barrymore attempting to catch hot dogs where he's got one tucked up? <laughs> but imagine what, mate. Here's the here's the gimmick right here. Get Barrymore as your manager for such hugs. Imagine oh, that. Imagine. I would actually. Do you know what? We need to get him on this podcast. I think I have actually messaged him. I don't think he uses his Twitter anymore. Do you know? Honestly, that? honestly, offer Barrymore a bit of money, right? Get speak to Dallas. What I imagine that, right? You come down, brand new gimmick. Let me introduce you to my manager, and he comes out. All right, 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 all right. Does it all the fuck? What's a hot spot? Not what's a hot all spot? That chat on it. You know, he puts you over Barrymore. Wow, imagine. I don't know. I, I think I'd rather get him on this. Oh, miss the pop though. Imagine the pop for Barrymore. I don't know if wrestling's fan. I mean, would they let us know? Let us know. Would you want to see Barrymore manage? Would you me? pop for Barrymore? Shugs, or do you want him just? To, or do you want to make a Barrymore shoot interview? <laughs> Michael Barrymore, fan of the business. Yeah, growing take up, your Michael. pick. Fan of business growing up, Michael. We can't show many like doing the suitcase thing. He'll have too many stories. Who does this remind you of, Michael? <laughs> show them. We can't do that with him. We can't. What have you just picked out the bag? <laughs> With swimming trucks? Oh, no, you were going to say that. Sorry, 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 so, sorry. So, so inappropriate. Sorry, so low, such low hanging fruit there. Um, Andrew Williams, our listener, who looks a little bit like Rylan, remember him? And he was got really <laughs> offended because we said he looks a bit like Rylan. Anyway, he's been back in touch. Flag up this video from Kurt Angle. Oh my God, someone's had Kurt Angle's life for this. Wait, do you see this, Grado? I don't think you've seen it. It's no him telling you. It is that one, yeah. Well, they have a Petsy on me. <laughs> isn't he? Isn't, isn't that? Hey, this is your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle. And I want to give a big happy birthday to my good friend, Wee Chrissy Durkin. I know it's late, but it's the principle. Have a Patsy on me because you're a stand-up guy. Oh, it's <laughs> true. It's damn true. <laughs> that's always, that's the best. Poor. That is the best. Poor cut. Um, right, Bronze Cello, our favourite. He's been in touch. Why do, here, come on, why don't we, Right. for an episode, let's go and look at a wrestler's cameo, right? And like, here's, here's one for the listeners, right? Right. This is a good one. Have a look at other wrestlers that are less than £30. Well, I'm 37. Um, maybe, right, let's say, in decent range of price, right? Let's look who's all in there. And let's all get together and we'll get our American wrestler to say something daft, right? We'll bam them up, huh? Right, let's do that. We'll look at, we'll get very, into that. 
Let's get into that. Generation, line. you know what I mean? Very hard stern. Let's try that. Yeah, like that. Let's get into that next week when Rab's back. Right, Bronze Chell has been in touch. Um, he was on his way back from uh, ICW show when his train got cancelled. No shock there. Um, he went to Taco Bell for some breakfast, which led to a lot of questions on Twitter of what you get at Taco Bell for your breakfast. That's instantly what I thought about. Yeah, he said that the chit like he has come back to a few people are like, well, what did you? Because I put I retweeted this from Bronze because uh, I thought it's interesting. But a few people are like, what did you get at Taco Bell? And someone said uh, he said you get opens at ten thirty, and he says the fries Bell Grande. Um, so there you go. Probably go Google that fries. Yeah. Taco Bell. What do we see? Gredo's on it. Gredo will give you his verdict. Okay, fries bell grandy. That doesn't look like a breakfast. No. That's not a breakfast. Nah, okay. Well, anyway, you went to Taco Bell for breakfast. I still that, eat it, but we're on show. That's not the point of the story. He saw a potential wrestle doppelganger when he was walking through Glasgow, and you can describe the picture to me here, Gradle. Who does that look like? There's that, a man with that is Bobber Ray Dudley. This <laughs> is Bobber Ray Dudley. This <laughs> is circa 1997 98 ECW. Bubba Ray Dudley, he's got, he's got the uh, dungarees gimmick on, he's got a t-shirt which looks like it could pass for tie-dye, and he's got the gimmick specs with the white tape in the middle, and I actually think he's been genuinely serious and this isn't a costume, is it? Why would a man be walking around Glasgow at 10 o'clock in the morning looking like Bubba Ray Dudley? This is the question I ask. Yeah, I... To try and get themselves over in this podcast, you know what I mean? This, this is, you need to see this one. I will put this on did the video. Did Bronchell tweet that? Because I think he, he, I want to retweet that. That's funny. Yeah, he did. It's on the Wrestling Daft Twitter, and you'll also Brilliant. be able to see it on the video version. Uh, Sean, um, if you see the video version, has also given us a wee picture here. A couple of years ago, my wife accidentally dressed my daughter as a Dudley boy, and there's a picture of her wee, his wee girl looking like the Dudley boy with the dungarees and the tie-dye uh, T-shirt. She wasn't impressed when I showed her the photo in comparison. Um, and then someone's replied to that, Daddy, get the fruit shoots. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I love it. Wait, the, the best thing, I, I know I've said this before, but the best thing about, best Bobby thing is always, he spent five, six years in TNA building up this bad guy, heel, motherfucking, all this guy in TNA, and he comes back, hit the rumble, with the glasses on, the old gear, the old music, and in the middle of the ring going, we want tables, we want tables, we if he's working at buttons, the were, you were you scared of him in the locker room? Aye. Was he a scary aye, guy? Aye. The first time I'm, I met him, and I've probably said this before, he came up to me and went, Grado, you mildly amuse me. <laughs> you move around the ring like a bag of old milk, but you amuse me. And this was the night that he was to take her as a commissioner in TNA. And I was like, this is going to be brilliant, man. TNA, Bubba. And I was speaking to the writers and they're like, oh, we've got ideas for you, for Bubba. You can maybe help him out and stuff like this. You'll be, you'll be getting involved in it. Of course, did they know just fucking last one night and was never seen again? They announced him as a commissioner, which is bollocks. But I did get to, to team with him and a tag team. That's brilliant. That's I'll brilliant. Tell you that, yeah, I didn't realize that. I don't think I've seen that match. Uh, it was me I, and, Good me to work with. Bubba Ray. Good to work it was with. Me and, me and Bubba Ray versus. Cabana and Hornswoggle. Wow. And, what, uh, what a night, what a match. Uh, I was brilliant. I had all these ideas and Bubba was like, nah. 
<laughs> I was like, what about you doing the 3D right now, kid, on I'm Devon? <laughs> I just no, no. No. I, I leave the gag out to you guys. I leave the gag out to you guys. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Uh, if you do see anyone out and about that looks like a wrestler, or pretend, just take a wee sneaky picture of them and send it in here. We'd love to see that. Uh, please do that. And you can do that all by getting in touch with us on all the usual channels. On Twitter at Wrestling Daft, on Instagram Wrestling Daft Podcast, or just Wrestling Daft on Facebook, or pop us stuff on email Wrestling Daft at gmail.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every week we bury and put over stuff from the world of wrestling. Let's separate the NDAs from the MVPs. You see what I did there? Oh, that's it, man. Uh, thanks very much. Uh, you've been in touch. Obviously, we are burying putovers. But, Grado, do you have anything you've said? You've not watched a lot of wrestling this week. Um, anything you would like to bury or put over? Oh, do you know what? I'm just trying to think. Nah. Nah. None. None. I won't. I swear to God, next week I'll have, I'll have, I'll have something for you, right? Right, okay, uh, make a promise on that one. Uh, we're not here next week, by the way. We're going to have a couple of weeks off, by the way, because I'm going on holiday. Rab's still filming the Scots, and Grado's about to start filming Two Doors Down. So we're going to have a couple of weeks off. I should have broke that news at the start of the podcast, but there we go. A couple of weeks off wrestling daft, uh, but we'll be back in a few weeks. But anyway, lots of stuff going on in the world of wrestling. Oh, I want to put her Zeke in a lease. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So good. So good. Did you see the, the segments in Raw on Monday night when everyone's... The fake beard even looks good, doesn't it? It did. It looked great. And I had I even Googled to see what his beard looked like originally. And it was brilliant. Yeah, done. I just love because I don't know where they're going to go with it. And that's what I love about it. I'm well, interested. You, I'm invested you, in it every week to see think they they go? Do you think they'll try... They, do you think they'll try and call it out for a tag team match? I don't know. The only thing that confused me a wee bit was... Is, is Ezekiel meant to be healing up a wee bit? I don't get it. Because he kind of buried the, 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 the city that they were in. Oh, did he? Ezekiel? I, I can't remember one of them did, but I just was a wee bit confused by that because surely... I mean, are the live audience reacting Eli- to Elias is the one that buries the cities, isn't he? So, right, 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 right. So he does that normally. Uh, but I loved the, obviously, they the ran the video package with them both sitting on the couch, and it was a really good bit of camera trickery with them talking to each right. other. And even the little fist pump at the end, I was like, how did they do that? Yeah, I, they it they was really, that? really good. When it, you know, back in the 90s, you could see right through that, but because shit's so good, though. We yeah. editing and stuff like that. It's, aye, it was brilliant. No, it's, it. it's top, it's the best thing in wrestling. Listen, it's bang for your buck. Yeah, I'm, I might put over like, at Forbidden Door, we we're going to be talking to Tom Campbell, we're going to be talking about that a bit later on. But I want to, Forbidden Door, as much as it's a bit, people aren't getting excited about it, but what I'm excited about is to find out who the newest member of the Blackpool Combat Club is. <sighs> will it be Cesaro? Will it be Johnny Gargano? I just feel they two guys and that. Uh, who's that again? Daniel Bryan and who? Well, that, well, you hate it, don't you? You hate it. You don't like Regal though, so yeah, it's probably something to do with it. Andrew says, uh, <laughs> buddy, Riddle for not getting the rub. WWE putting that big seven foot statue Yay. in the money bank. 
Why are they putting Omos into Riddle? Some di- I mean, the thing is, Money in the Bank is in Vegas, and Riddle is from Vegas, so some Riddle's going to be involved somehow, you would think, but Riddle not going into the Money in the Bank match is a strange one. Mm. I don't know about that. Um, Paul is on saying, uh, put over Shug's house party weekend cards are beginning to take shape. Just over a month till Gradle's return to ICW and a great night at this past Sunday's taping. Exciting times. Also putting on Roman versus Riddle on SmackDown. Glad to see it popped rating-wise. And Zeke Elias and Owens been saying it for weeks. Best thing on wrestling TV. We are all in agreement. Buddy, not so much to Buddy. Feel bad for all the stars currently injured. There seems to be a hell of injuries in, yeah. on both uh, sides of the wrestling at the moment. Uh, I'm writing this before Danielson's announcement on Dynamite. I'm hoping it's good news and not bad. Well, it's bad news, unfortunately. So what, is he injured as well then, I? Yeah. Yeah, that's why they seem, they seem to be scrambling here and that's why, because uh, it's going to be Zach Sabre. Because they're doing dangerous moves, John. That's it, mate. That's it. They're not, they need to beef up. Uh, you got another one where? Uh, I'm on the next, John. Andy. Andy, oh, you can read that one. Andy, okay, I, oh, right, because all right, I see why you're getting me to read this one. Put over, I'd like to put over Gradle this week for doing a wee cameo video for my partner's 30th birthday. Very funny indeed. Do you remember that one, Gradle? Cameo.com forward slash Gradle, and yes, I do remember that. That would have been for Tracy, who I hope. Oh no! I better not say her name because I don't think her birthday's till later. Later on. That's okay, movie. she won't be listening to this. No woman. Ah, sure there's be, very be. few women listen to this. We, I mean, is it really such a tragedy that she finds out that I've done a cameo for her? I don't really know. I don't doubt it. I don't. But anyway, Andy, thanks for that. Uh, that's um, that's got my care out for the weekend sorted before Liam Gallagher. Thanks Andy, very much, fantastic. Andrew. Uh, Andy's also putting over Elias and Ezekiel stuff. So funny, best thing on Raw for a while. Darth Shinobi says he puts over the Elias and Ezekiel promo on Raw. Some yeah. amazing video editing. He also wants to bury Brock Lesnar coming back again. He says there's plenty of boys in the back that can take on Roman. No need to bring in that part-timer. Well, I do love Brock, but I get what you mean. I don't even watch his stuff, and I feel as if Brock and Roman Reigns has been done to death. However, yeah. can you blame them? There's nobody there. There's no big stars. Everybody's out. They need to... Um... Gina's back next week. That's how... I mean, Gina's they're... back, man. I'm going to watch that. Of course you are. Cena's brilliant. Jack, you have big floppy hair and all that again. I, 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 I think he probably. Man, I think he probably. Man, he's got his funny hair. Man, but he's, he's he's in acting now. You know. Have you watched the Peacemaker? By the way. No, but joke tell me it was good. Absolutely. Joke says it's funny. Brilliant. It's hilarious, and he is brilliant in it. You've got to watch it, Gradio. You'll wow. love it. It's, it's really sick. Really sick sense of humour. You'll really enjoy it. Better than Love Island. Yeah. Definitely better than the way Right, uh, Stevie is on the Patreon, and he, oh, sorry, Brian's on the Patreon saying, uh, Buddy, WWE paying Johnny Ace on leave while Sasha and Naomi go unpaid for their professionalism as VKM goes unpunished. Sasha Banks, we still don't know what's happening there, obviously. Unpunished, he's been... Okay. Well, he's, you know, he's not, he's, he's, you know, been demoted, but, you know... Let's uh, just calm down with this, guys. <laughs> Sasha Banks, we still don't know what the situation is there. We're hearing she's been released, and then we're not hearing that it's it's kind of all over the place with her at the moment. So hopefully, you know, we, we can find a way because she's a really good talent. Uh, Brian's also burying uh, the Forbidden Door build and cards so far fairly lackluster from what we th- all thought was possible when the show was first announced. Orin Cassidy versus Osprey when Pat is right there. What the fuck? Uh, is that other- what are they doing Orin Cassidy versus Will Osprey? Yeah, they are. But I'll tell you what, fair play. Well, you got to remember these guys are injured, but Osprey versus Orange Cassidy, I want to see that. Do you want to see that? Yeah. 
have you what have you worked have you worked Osprey? No, I've never worked Osprey. I mean, I've been on a million shows with him, and we always said it would be good fun to do something together. And that actually, ah, so you're into that, yeah. Ah, I like that. That's see for me that is a that's ten times better than comedy versus comedy. Comedy versus comedy is fucking. It's harder. It's no. It's it's, it's more natural if you have somebody that's completely opposite for you. Yeah. I was. I mean, see when Dallas used to bring in Fergal and all that, I'd go. And I, I know he had like the best part, but give me me, I'll wrestle. Yeah, no, you know I, what I mean. Yeah, I mean you, you're right. I mean because you don't like doing like obviously you don't. Or Graham like, and BCW every every year we bring the Yank here and the Yank would either wrestle Jester or Booty because it was like you know bad boy like well, well, try it this. Yeah, no, why, why not? I mean, it's the thing is, you, you like you say, you don't like doing comedy versus comedy matches, like. But I mean, obviously, you did stuff with Colt, but um, you know, it does work when you make it a, a mesh yeah. of styles, and you can have a bit of you know shenanigans and all that sort of stuff as well. It's just like what have they got today. What's going to happen here? That's the kind of mystique here. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. Um, what have we got next, Grado? Sean, he says he wants to put over the whole. Elias, Ezekiel, and now Elrod, he says it's absolute gold, uh, and McMahon just widening everyone <laughs> up, burning nothing this week. Who's, who's Elrod? Uh, who will be Elrod? I'm just trying to think. I don't see, I missed Ross, I don't know what happened, so I wouldn't want to even hazard a guess. You can Google that why uh, get the next comment up. And the next comment is from Kev, uh, put over Zack Sabre Jr. coming out, Brian Danielson, can't wait for that match. Unfortunately, Kev, that's not happening anymore. Uh, but we will see who the newest member of the Blackpool Combat Club will be. And buddy, the amount of belts in WWE these days. I'm going to have to say, there seems to be a hell of a lot of belts in fucking AEW. You've now got these belts, because you've got um, Taz's FCW, you've got mm. these own heart belts, you've got so many belts just popping up. I mean, How many belts is there exactly? In AEW or WWE? Right, AEW. Let's see, let's see, AEW, what you got? You've got TNA, you've got the heavyweight, you've got the tag belts. You've got two women's belts there. You've got these, the FCW, but I don't know if they're even doing anything with that anymore. You've got these own heart belts that have come into after the own heart tournament. I don't know if they'll be. Hey, you're boring me. I've got, some, I've got a text message here. I want to read to you. So, you want the good news or the bad news about this episode tonight? Good news. That the person would love to come on, but it's too late. Oh no, what's the bad news? Well, the bad news is it's a really good. Know that Tom saved it. Some saved us, but he's like, lol, just woke up and read this. I'd love to be on your pod, bro. Who is it? John Morrison. Oh, you're joking! <laughs> right, next, next time. Right, <laughs> like, like when we get, when we were back, were you. Be, see, this is the thing, Grace. See, when you put your mind in, you could have anybody no, no. on this podcast and you're like John Morrison oh, oh brilliant fuck. I'd love to ask him about the Johnny Hardy stuff and all that did you see that great did you see that I did mate I want to pull over that yeah right. brilliant absolutely brilliant uh, what else have we got here uh, we've got Mick I want to put over long term booking see below and he's shown us a picture of the WWF magazine uh, which says a picture of Steph holding up a picture of Vince and lighting it and saying doomsday for daddy <laughs> brilliant <laughs> love it and finally, <laughs> I am. Um, and finally, have you still? Have you seen this, Martin? Uh, sends this in Grado. He says, "I'm putting over the line. Scissor me, daddy ass. Not something I had in my wrestling bingo card for 2022. Do you want to see this? This is off the back of Max Caster's rap." 
Um, on AEW, obviously, he went straight for Vince. Let's have a listen. Woo! Gredo, I feel like I'm missing out because it seems like everyone, and probably yourself, because you've got, everyone's got a side hustle now, hasn't it? Everyone's got to have a side hustle in this day and age. Make a bit of extra coin, make a bit of extra moolah. I mean, you've obviously got so many side hustles. You're a radio presenter, you're a wrestler, you're an actor, but you know what you want to get involved with, Gredo? Hear this. That is the sound of another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform which helps you start, run, and grow your business. Tell right? me more. I will. Shopify makes it simple for anyone to sell anywhere, don't you know? From creating your online shop in your look to finding new customers to scaling that burning idea. With Shopify, you can do it all from one place with no needs for skills, design, or coding. It's so easy to do. It's how every minute of every day a new seller makes their first sale with Shopify. That's happening every single minute of every single day. Everyone is getting their first sale with Shopify. And you can join them right now, right? They've got lots of uh, people that use Shopify. Jim Shark, you know Gredo. Obviously a big fan yeah, of yeah. the gym. Yeah. Um, Huel, of course you know because you need that fuel, baby. Mizomo, you know Mizomo? Uh-huh, sorry to hear that, yeah and Tropical Skincare, they are all using Shopify, right? So this is where you want to get involved, right? It's your turn to start right now with Shopify for free, and I'm going to tell you how to do that, right? They're going to give you 24-7 support all the way, and it's really easy to do that, right? So if you want to try Shopify, get your business set up on that, dead easy. Hit us up, shopify.co.uk slash wrestling, Shopify, spell S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot co uk slash wrestling that's all lower craze right if you head there uh, we're going to get sorted out with a free 14 day, day trial that's a free 14 day trial by using our unique url shopify.co.uk slash wrestling right grow your business today get involved shopify shopify.co.uk forward slash wrestling <laughs> Right, every week on Wrestling Daft, we have a part of the show uh, where we invite listeners to do a run-in. But sometimes we like to invite people that we like, you know. They might be in the world of wrestling, it might just be some impressionist. Who knows who turns up on this part of the show? But I'm delighted to invite on to Wrestling Daft a man who I know from back in the days in radio. You will probably know him more for being a host on Cultaholic. It is the main man, the hardest working man in wrestling and audio. It is Mr. Thomas Campbell. I'm doing doing an impression of a wrestling fan. Hello, everybody. (laughs) Hello, Tom. Mate, you know, I always bring this up. Anytime I ever do any sort of kind of pod thing with Tom and Cultaholic, right? It's funny, you've known him for years, but I've never spoken about this in the podcast. I really don't think I have. But you've never known this podcast, Tom, have you? I, I think I have. I, he was on the marks. He came on the marks. Oh, he went, right, right. You know what I'm going to bring up, Tom? Do you know what I'm going to bring up? Why, like, I love you, why I originally fell in love with you? Oh, is, I know. Is, yeah, is it it's, it's going to be the Biggin and Wigan, but It's going to be the Biggin and Wigan, man. <laughs> I, know, I know for a fact, Ian Drew, Dice Clay, for Twitter, he'll be popping for this, because surely... I know a guy with very similar interest to myself, he'll be popping for this. If you've never... Is the beginning wagon still up on YouTube? Yes, it wasn't even me that uploaded it. That's that's how infamous it is, that somebody else uploaded it. So it, it lives there. It's So let's so it's a match that took place, what, 2005? Um, what was it? Now, the show was called... Okay. Right, explain it. Explain okay. it. Tell the story. 
So the show is called OPWO Scorn. Uh, it's Chris Sprouls. Chris Sprouls versus Cage Tyler was the, were the competitors. And it was a message board that I was on at the time where just to, just to pop the people I was on the message board with, no other real motive for it, I did commentary over the top of it because it was such an awful match, but made it like sound like the biggest match of all time. And it went on to another message board, then another message board. And it's just done the rounds ever since. And uh, it's lovely when you I meet people like yourself, Grado. And when I first met Matthew from Botchamania, and it, it popped him because he was like, oh, you're the guy that did Bigger Than Wigan, pal. And uh, it's it's always a joy when it comes up and people go, oh, that's you. I go, yeah, that's that's that was my, my first slice of, of internet fame. And it weirdly led to me doing actual wrestling commentary, which I'm very proud of. That's that. hilarious. John, have you ever saw it? I have. It's, it's a... Can we play just a wee bit on that on this? Because just a wee tiny. I've got. I just want to hear more weather, but I want to just to get to people to see this. Just you're comfortable with people being direct. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's, it's, it's there. Mean, it's there. So yeah. I can remember, man. It was like this was before, like I think even YouTube existed. Before the concept of going viral on YouTube and viral I, on anything was a thing. So and there was a bunch of us on the UKFF at the time, and I remember watching it. I knew Cage Tyler, and he is a lovely guy, right? Mm. He is a lovely guy, but I'm sure he won't even be saying this. He wasn't the best wrestler. I mean, not that I was at that time. Not that I ever did become any some sort of amazing type of wrestler. However, Cage struggled, man. And and, and the, 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 the funniness about it was he took this booking because he was always just booked in Scotland, and this must have been, like, his big booking down in England against Chris Brules, who got, like, who had this online presence as, like, being a fucking bit, bit of an idiot. A little bit, yeah. A bit, a bit of a, a bit of a, a know-it-all type who he's still alive. Well, no, but well, no, well, no. He, he, yeah, he's still. He's, I right. believe. I believe he's still with us. Um, I don't want to be burying him here, and he's actually dead. You know what I mean? Cause I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, really? uh, yeah, yeah. And I felt bad for Cage Tyler. I seem to recall a, uh, that Cage Tyler never got out of the shadow of the Biggin and Wigan. Like it was always brought up to him, and I think it did his edit after a while, which might have been why he called time on wrestling, which I weirdly feel a bit bad about. Well, not weirdly at all. Obviously feel bad about. He told me that he earned money at this video. Did he? He says, he, he says, and, and I actually... Why well, didn't make like, a penny? <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you managed to find it, John, just for a wee clip. I've got it, it I've got it. Let's hear a wee it's, bit of Honestly, man, I, I, I remember, it's a wee guy. It totally takes me back. It says 16 years ago on YouTube. Oh, God. Oh, here we go. Oh, here we go. Oh, here we go. Oh, there we are. There we are in someone's living room, by the looks of it. <laughs> And Thomas Campbell here calling possibly one of the biggest matches this year. This took place at OPWO School earlier this year. You've heard of the Perilla in Manila? This is the big one in Wigan. As you can see, held in somebody's living room. Uh, both people that turned up said it was the greatest night of action they have ever seen. Here's the first of the competitors walking to the ring now. Oh. Show some respect! I mean, it's like the entranceway is just a door. <laughs> and they old fucking curtains, man, they're giving me the fear. The old curtains are, they're just, that's total that's British the wrestling. Evolution, Chris Sprouls. Don't be fooled by the bland haircut, the bland clothes, and the bland valet. This man is a monster of <laughs> professional wrestling. This I'm, was the I man need... that almost stole Rob Van Dam and Christian from the WWE for the world famous Wrestle Express tour. I think this is how MJF feels watching his Dovenuff audition. Let me just see what he does You mentioned Jeff Hardy back here because this is funny. Cage Tyler. 
somehow wait upon the arrival of Kate Tyler. Through that door. So you can hear the crowd. The forbidden going, door, if you will. The most popular <laughs> spot. It was a oh, forbidden door. Obviously, <laughs> it didn't take him that long. Um, there they are, all his hangers on in the front row. Cage Tyler looking like a poor man's Jeff Hardy. Don't be fooled. He is a poor man's Jeff Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Honestly, they love it. You've got to love this. <sighs> Type in uh, to get that Chris Sprouls versus Cage Tyler, and it's honestly, it's, it's still I, a riot. I pride, I pride myself, guys. I pride myself on sort of being like a positive light in, in, a, in a very negative wrestling world. And there's a weird part of me that goes, one of the things I became so synonymous for was just without without any reason, just burying two lads who were having a go. <laughs> just burying them <laughs> 10 feet deep. <laughs> just That's what it's about, man. That's Love it. I always had the idea, and I want to punt this back out there into the world. I always had the idea of kind of doing like the Biggin and Wigan too where they get their revenge essentially like i had it booked in my head where we have chris Bros and cage tyler come out and then i come out giving it socks and say oh i'm the referee and then they both just batter me i feel um, like that's, there's like a that would that would kind of cleanse my soul if the bigger in wigan two were to happen let's <laughs> get it man let's try and find let's let's have a, a round table table for free let's rip up the network <laughs> Tom Campbell and uh, Cage Tyler, that would be... That would I know, add. I know, uh, the the ref for that one uh, is Andy Quilden. He was the ref. Is that Andy Quilden refing? Yeah. Wow. They did, is... He did a podcast uh, with Andy Simmons about it. And uh, it was, it was, it was, so I think, I think Andy got a bit of grief for it as well. I think I got, I think, and I'm not saying I deserved any more than that, but I remember them going, I think the commentator is doing all right for himself. Yeah, I think he's done some radio and stuff. Anyway, back to what we were doing. Like, <laughs> That's funny, oh, right. <laughs> oh, that's funny. right, Tom, we very rarely talk about wrestling on this podcast, despite <laughs> the name. Um, what's the, Obviously, you're a man in the know. You have sources everywhere, ins and outs, all this sort of stuff. What's the chat on Vince? What have you guys been making of it down there at Cult of Hawk? Uh, I mean, we talked about it in length on last week's show. It's just... It's just mental. I'm reading today that half a billion has been wiped off of uh, WWE's value. It has. It's 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 not the best. It's it's a weird one because on to the outside world, they're not sort of being fooled by what Vince McMahon is currently doing. So I know you guys went into detail about uh, the the case and all of that stuff. But uh, I mean, as well as on top of that, I think five other law firms are now approaching WWE investors and saying, uh, if you you know if you have any issues with the way this company is treating your money come to us we'll sort it out it's so the very the, the the i'm not a legal beagle by any stretch of the imagination but the vultures are very much sort of circling is it like wwe ppi point. at the moment is it but yeah I, I think i said this on a news video i said how we were always told ask me if we missold ppi like this <laughs> this is now the, the, the pervert protection insurance i presume um <laughs> but this is so this so, uh, so that's going on but uh, away from wwe but sort of the mantra within wwe what we're hearing from pw insider and fightful select is it's sort of to business as usual like vince mcmahon has stepped down as chairman of wwe and ceo uh john laurenitis is now on leave of absence from the company 
So Laurinaitis is very much the fall guy with Bruce Pritchard replacing him in his duty. So Pritchard's run off his feet once again. But in terms of everything else, they're sort of cracking on as normal. We saw Vince McMahon turn up on SmackDown on Friday. I don't know whether you guys covered Vince McMahon on Friday. We're there now together forever and never to part. And then on a (laughs) Monday... He turned up uh, to announce, like, welcome to the 1,715th episode of Monday Night Raw. And uh, next week, John Cena's here. And it's like, we already knew you advertised it weeks ago. So there was no, like, it was, and it was, this is more Vince McMahon keeping up appearances at this point. This is more Vince McMahon sort of wanting to be seen, to be still in the company, at the shows, doing the thing. Uh, and I think that will, I think we'll keep seeing Vince just popping up on television now, just as a reminder to investors, as a reminder to sort of outside forces that he's still very much cracking on despite no longer being chairman and CEO. Well, that's funny. So are we actually going to see Vince every week? I've seen a funny tweet about somebody hoping that Vince just comes out every, every, every show. And I think what his tweet was like, you know, you know, and Friday's going to come in and go, technically, Curtis Axel was never eliminated for the 2015 Royal Rumble. In fact, no, I would do who was it say that? You know who tweeted it? Brian uh, Gerwertz. Oh, was it? Was it Brian Gerwertz? He said, he, I mean, I actually laughed. His tweet was quite funny, right? When I'll get it right here. Um, what do we see? Brian Gerwertz. Just to pull it up here, hold on. He said, uh, I'd be so pitching Mr. McMahon coming out every week, making increasingly shorter, weirder announcements. Tonight, select t-shirts are 30% off at WWEshop.com. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and then coming out the next week and going, technically speaking, Curtis Axel was never eliminated for the Royal Rumble mm. in 2015. Good night. Imagine he'd done that, just like every week, just come out and g- gave random bits of information. I'd fucking love that. Just constantly popping up and doing whatever. I think, wouldn't shock me. He just wants to make sure that people know that he's still in the company, yeah. essentially, which is why he's doing it. Uh, he went so, from never wanting to be seen on TV ever to now like, I need to be on every week, pal. So where are you, so where, where do you date Cole Holt then? Have you, do you, how do, do you report on wrestling, Tom? Yeah, we yeah. So we do wrestling news videos every morning. So we we we'll do a couple of those. We do a news podcast every day as well. So uh, so go on. Do you have do you have studies in wrestling? Have you got people that come and tell you stuff, or do you get it for other reporters? I'm just generally interested I, how how it works. I I can't give you Mike's name. <laughs> um, <laughs> Is it Mike um, Johnson? <laughs> no, it's Jake Monson. Uh, it kind of, it, it kind of is in the sense that you know we we are we're we're more than anything we're an aggregator. So we kind of yeah. we we work with people like PW Insider, like Fightful Select, like Wrestling News, and uh, and we kind of get things from them and they share them with us. And more often than not, that's kind of how a, a lot of YouTube wrestling channels work. It's sort mm. of going through, and then a lot of it a, a lot of it is just sort of sifting through. I mean, the great thing now is with wrestling, and maybe not the not so great thing now is that you see so many more people making news themselves by doing stuff on social media. So as long as you're kind of on top of what's happening everywhere, and also so many have flipping podcasts now, that yeah. if you just dip in and you'll be surprised what you find yourself. But uh, a, a big shout to guys at the Wrestling Observer, like Fightful, like PW Insider, uh, who, who, who do work incredibly hard bringing a lot of wrestling news. And I think a lot of wrestling channels, very much like ours, whether they say it or not, are grateful for them doing that bit of legwork. <laughs> Would he make it? Do you ever see Mark Madden's tweets? He kind of go some of the wrestling journalists. I mean, and in some way, I agree with how some of his opinions. I mean, he really goes to town on that Sean Sean Ross Sap. Sean Ross Sap, yeah. Aye. Do you? Do you? Is there any kind of like? Let me ask you this. I have a better question, right? So there's like very conservative 
people out there that are involved in wrestling podcasts of conservative views and they're not well liked on the internet as such. I'm thinking Cornet, Disco Inferno, to an extent, Mark Madden. Do you listen to what they guys have to say? I personally do. I can't speak for every everybody who does the sort of thing that I do, but I certainly do. I think that uh, there's a lot of people that would find their opinions sort of very uh, volatile and very, you know, not not facing the sort of thing, the values that they like. But I believe, you know, Jim Cornette, whether you like him or not, has been doing the wrestling thing for a long, long time. And there is substance to a lot of stuff that he says. He also has his own favorites, as mm. we all do. I think it's I think it's important to listen to, to opinions like that. What you do with those is completely up to you. But I don't think you should just immediately shut them off and go, oh, it's Jim Cornette talking. I know a lot of people that just go, oh, it's Jim Cornette talking. Uh, you know, I don't vibe with a lot of stuff that Jim Cornette says. I think the thing that I, don't, I think it's not so much what Jim Cornette says. I've said this in a video before. I don't so much take issue with what Jim Cornette says. I think, as I say, he's been around a long time and, and I respect the work that he's done. He's one of the greatest wrestling managers ever. He's he's a great mind for wrestling. But it's more the kind of the, the culture, the cult of Cornette, as it were. My issue was never with Jim Cornette. It was with Jim Cornette's snitches. So those are the people that will find like a, a, a botch on a wrestling show, normally AEW, and you see them go, look at this, Jim. Have a go at them for this. Jim, hey Jim, they mentioned you, right. Jim. That's the issue I have. Where you know, liking liking Jim Cornette is not a personality unto itself. You can like Jim Cornette and then have other ha other things to you, other strings to your bow. But I think I think everybody's worth listening to, and then you know, you 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 take from it what what you will. Johnny's such a good talker, man. They one of those guys in the radio business. Right? <laughs> Not, not only he's brilliant in wrestling, he's absolutely brilliant on the radio oh, as well. Absolutely brilliant. No, I mean, Tom, I mean, Tom, tell us what you're doing right now with the radio and stuff like that. Like, what, what's, what's the deal? I see you, you were doing some stuff with BBC and... Yeah, so away from the wrestling news, uh, I work for BBC Radio Newcastle. So I lost, uh, I, I used to work for Heart up here in the northeast of England. And then uh, when all that ended, I ended up moving over to there. So I do, I tend to do Sunday afternoons, but I'm also just kind of the... Uh, uh, your go-to cover jock. So if if ever anybody suddenly you know falls down ill, then the the bat signal goes up and they and and I and I, and I head in, uh, which was it's and I, and it go it varies like some some weeks and and you know what I'm big shout to to Cultaholic as well because they very much allow me to to balance both because there'll be days where they might ask me to come in and do an afternoon show and and Cultaholic will let me change my work my shift hours so I can do it, uh, uh, but it means that some weeks I'm run ragged doing everything and it's just the and and it's it's a it's a it's a happy problem to have it just happens that i really love doing everything i do for cultaholic most things and uh and i really love pretty much everything i do with radio and when i'm offered to do it of course i'm going to do it i'm just gonna and i'll run myself i'll run myself stupid doing it this is you've caught me it's funny because you messaged me uh you know behind the curtain you messaged me about uh, about an hour ago and said oh can you jump on and and and, and do this and it's it's this is i think my a very rare night off from uh -huh. stuff so you caught me at the best time because i oh, might have been if you should only day off Foxy, ah no nah, it's fine I've, I've had a i've, I've had me i've had my tea and i was just watching what was i watching before i joined you <laughs> i think i was watching videos from wrestling bios i don't know whether you watch him he's very good <laughs> no who's this no tell me about this he's, on YouTube? he's a youtube guy he just he does um he, he does like wrestling he just like big uh, wrestling documentary type things and he's really cool i like a lot, a, lot, a lot of your listeners um you know we've had guys come on here and they, they ask what is a crofty i can confirm that tom campbell does actually know crofty didn't you in some way you, you you're aware of crofty 
Gary Muircroft. Gary Muircroft. Used to be the Amy part. Oh yes, I know Gary. <laughs> <laughs> Gradle now, work, oh, now works with well, Gary. Yes, and <laughs> and or Crofty has now reinvented himself as Crofty. Uh, ah, this is Gary. Yeah, no, Tom is brilliant on the radio. We first met and bonded over wrestling back at heart. We back did. In the day, I we remember it well. Quite drunk while I was doing the breakfast show down there. But we were both lost in the call of 2018 as well. <laughs> yeah, the, the 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 great red wedding of heart. That was, uh, exactly. Was, exactly. It was, that was a that was a weird old. I don't know. I don't know what the vibe was where where you were where you were John. But like with us, um, I re- I remember we had the meeting in the morning, and I've talked about this on the. On, a, on my my desert island graphs so i'm happy to talk about it here we had our meeting and we're all caught told look you know this is what's happening you're all up the road uh but not yet you know stick it out a little bit longer and i've been given the day off so i could go to the pub and convalesce with everybody else which is very nice and we went to um a pub just but just behind the radio station and it was a beautiful summer's day and they'd opened up the the balcony was that the strawberry up- Yes, the strawberry. That was us. So we were in the strawberry. We were in Beelim originally. That was where we met, John. And yeah. then we went from Beelim to the strawberry. Beautiful summer's afternoon. The salespeople are there. The radio people are there. There's one or two managers that pop in and come out again. We're all really sad, but we're kind of laughing through it. But we're all, we are all just devastated because, you know, this is, this is the end of an era. And a picture pops up on the strawberry's Facebook page. That's uh, it's a picture of the of the beer garden buzzing with all of us in it, all having told like we're either losing our jobs or being relocated, and it just said, uh, "Brilliant afternoon here in the Strawberry. Beers are flowing. Get yourselves down here." <laughs> and, uh, isn't that just a wonderful allegory, though? Because we were having the worst day of our lives for them on the tills. It was a belter. <laughs> and- that kind of puts a lot into perspective for me. Yeah. I just go, oh, that's that's fine. You know, life's all about that, isn't it? You know, somebody will be having an amazing day at the same time. Somebody's having a miserable day, but good for the strawberry. Trying to make some more coin. I can't blame them. <laughs> I, love it. I love it. So is that when you kind of got punted as well then, John? Oh, that's, right? that's when I got punted and then went into podcast. But it's a bit like the Godfather and Tom will know this as well. I was out, but they dragged me back in. So, you know, I'm still working away at radio now. Uh... I, I want to hear wrestling news because me and Grado have not seen a dog. I've seen bits Aye. and bobs on catch up on YouTube this week, but I've not seen any. I've not seen Raw. I saw last week's Dynamite, but I've not seen. Obviously, we're heading into a big weekend for wrestling because we've got Forbidden Door. What mm. is the chat on that, Tom? Well, the big, the Forbidden Door kind of comes across as a bit of a cursed pay-per-view at this point because we've seen quite a few... Well, I'm up for it, surprisingly. Sh- yeah, I mean, I'm really up for it, but it's, yeah. it's been it's been so fraught with uh, with change and stuff that it was the headline match back then was said to be CM Punk versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. CM Punk suffered a, a broken foot jumping into the crowd. And as a result, the AEW title is 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 currently uh, is still with CM Punk, but they now are at a point where they're determining an interim champion between Tanahashi and John Moxley, and then whoever ha- wins that will hold the belt until Punk's back, and then they'll unify the two. It's a bit messy. Um, there was a few other wrestlers that they, that AEW wanted to have on the Forbidden Door show, that being uh, the Lucha Brothers and on and Andrade. Uh, however political nonsense has stepped in there because mm. because of their relationships because they because there is this, this is very Mexico stuff Mexico stuff yeah so triple so triple A and CMLL don't see eye to eye on a lot and because um it's because CML because let me see if I've got this the right way around because there is a working relationship between New Japan and CMLL mm. they don't they don't want any triple A wrestlers on the show 
So therefore, Andrade's like, well, I, I work for them. And then the Lucha Brothers are gone. Well, that's that's us out as well. Sorry. So there's some big names off there. Kenny Omega, they were hoping would kind of be at a point to be back by this point. Uh, Kenny's nowhere to be seen for this show either. Uh, there was hopes of a, a dream match between Brian Danielson and Zack Sabre Jr. Zack Sabre Jr. has been punting for it for a couple of weeks. Brian Danielson's up for it. And then Brian Danielson announced last night, or Wednesday night rather, on Dynamite, that uh, he hasn't been cleared to, to wrestle. He suffered... Uh, an injury, potentially a concussion uh, during Double or Nothing. Uh, he is, he's still not cleared. He won't be cleared in time for Forbidden Door. So now they're reworking that as well. So the, the vibe is that this show is a little bit cursed it for a number like of a, reasons. It looks like a huge card. It looks like it could go four to five hours knowing uh, how AEW and Japan work. But I'm interested. <laughs> Grado is no. my, that's my reaction because I'm doing live reactions. Oh, no, are you? I, oh, just, I just, I have, I have two opinions about this, right? Here we go. Here we go. Here's the deal, right? What was I going to say, right? One, right? So AEW for me has all these, so, you know, punks involved. Daniel Bryan. They've got these, you know, big names, and I still can't bring myself to be interested in. And I just want to know why. Number one, right? Why? Am I, why? Why can I not get in it? And I don't get it. I don't get it. Number two, I'm trying not to be crab. I'm really trying not to be crab when it comes to the new Japan stuff. I really Tanahashi, I love. To me, he's the Japanese John Cena in my eyes, right? I, I think he's superb. He's an absolute superstar, right? But I'm just trying to get my head around this whole idea, this pay per view, and try to make it. Try and get me to care. It's a bit like New Japan, all right? I, 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 I love the, the, the New Japan stuff, but I'm just trying to get a bigger picture. The American fans really care about this. To me, it screams like the feud between Raw and SmackDown in 2010. That's pretty insulting. But do you get in terms of like... Yeah. I mean, a a forbidden door. I mean, is that a forbidden door? I mean, it's never been... I know through the years, there's been working relationships with companies. No EW, but, you know, TNA have had... Uh, oh, there we go. The standard measure of TNA. (laughs) You know what I mean? But it's just like I feel as if... I we all get it. We all get it. We get it. But to the bigger audience, it's flicking. They do they care? Well, this is it. I think that I think with AEW, and I think this is why a lot of fans find fault with AEW, and I kind of get it as well in the sense that you you kind of you 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 sort of pick where you're going to go down are you going to go for uh, a broader a broader audience to potentially bring more new eyes to wrestling or are you going to cater to wrestling fans and they've made the decision it seems to cater to wrestling fans and that's fine and that's fine you will always i believe you will always limit how high you can go with that a show like Forbidden Door, I think, will be and will be a phenomenal show. I think the the in ring quality will be excellent. I think one for wrestling fans they will love. But it's a difficult one to sell to um to the market to a new market anyway. Because mm. with with WWE for all its faults, it does know how to cater to a new audience. It does know how to cater to fans that just dip in. Like you can, you're never too lost on a WWE. Like if you if you if you don't watch Raw for ages, you can kind of put an episode of SmackDown on halfway through and kind of get what's going yeah. on. AEW is is a bit more is a bit more nuanced and it's a bit more towards wrestling fans and there's less of that I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is just a hack opinion of mine. I so I hear with what you're saying about how Forbidden Door isn't quite touching the sides for you in terms of whether you care or not because it's um it's very much for the wrestling fans. 
I I reckon you probably could have had another run up at it and given it a bit more in terms of representation for New Japan, maybe. I don't know. I mean, the, a big issue that a lot of people have is like, I mean, for example, like on Wednesday night, a lot of there were people that were unhappy with the way Okada debuted on Dynamite. I saw in, that. In the sense that he's such a big star for New Japan that, you know, where like he'd have like the entrance with the money falling in New Japan and you have the, the pomp and circumstance. It would feel like a big deal with Okada arriving. And then on Dynamite, it was Okada in a T-shirt running out to help Hangman Page. It mm. felt a bit underwhelming as to what it could have been. Yeah. So yeah. I get that. I really do. He kind of felt he felt like just another guy, in mm. my opinion. It was exciting to see him. But, in you know, as I, you know, and the more I think about it, the more I thought, actually, he just felt like another guy, which is a shame because he's more than another guy. Uh, no, you're right. I mean, he took a complete superstar. But like, so like John, I mean, even John, you're up, you, you, you love the wrestling, but you're not quite as smartened up to the, the, the Japanese stuff. No, you? I'm not. I'm, I'm not. And, and, I'm and not. are you watching AEW every week, John? Are you watching- I am. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I have to say, I'm not watching Rampage. I'm watching Dynamite every week. But there's so much to consume in AEW because there's so much. There's too many people, it. man. There's the, the being elite and there's so much thing. And the, there's a lot of assumption made, I think, by the commentary team. You know, and radio, me, Tom will tell you as well, and radio, you'll be learning this as well. It's reset like, the room. You've got to re- reset the room. You've reset got to let people know what's happening and i don't think they, they kind of get that well, that's another thing as well tom's quite right and what he's saying relates to wwe you can't watch it for too long before you wouldn't get confused because they've got constant callbacks whether it be and hype videos and you know how the last week and you don't i don't know if you get that as much on AEW either they it's not as quite packed with getting us up to date would it be through a kind of vignette or package or whatever i don't know i think i think for me and it's always been AEW's problem i I don't know if you guys will agree but it's the it's always always say it's like the lunatics running the asylum a wee bit in that respect and the fact that they don't have someone right okay guys let's just back it up a wee bit let's reel it in you need someone like that i think just to go right someone just to keep a hand on right okay great idea guys great ideas but let's you know when it comes to radio it's that producer it's that um managing editor it's whoever just to rein them in and not obviously tony who's like yeah let's do everything oh. fuck it let's go yeah tony khan is the is, is a tony khan needs someone sat next to him going all right let's just calm down i know this is exciting right. but calm down and that's no dig on tony khan like yeah. he's a passionate like that's what the wrestling world needed was a passionate wrestling fan with a lot of money so we've got that and i'm happy with that he could do with somebody else he could yeah. do with another Cody sat next to him at Gorilla uh, at the dusty position, you, just going, this is what needs to happen. Am I off my head in making comparisons to AEW the new to when Hogan and Bischoff went to TNA in 2010, right? There we go. Where, oh, remember? No, I mean, come on, right? Sorry, the, the, the reason why I'm saying is I remember like being all buzzed up that January 4th, 2010 episode, we had Jeff Hardy, um, Ric Flair, and then within a couple of months, you know, that the, the the, the shows were packed with Flair and RVD. Flair was doing his stuff with, with, with AJ Styles and what it should have been, and, and Hulk as well, it never really never really went anywhere. I didn't really enjoy And I feel as if this is the same with, with, with AEW. The big differences, you know, with Daniel Bryan and Punk and all that, it's different kettle of fish. However, I feel as if it's that same kind of... They should have just like because I mean TNA went for having the six sides and they had the rain genre and they were building the rain stars AJ you know you had the X division guys coming out every week building up characters you know James Storm and Bobby Roode and stuff like that for them to get shelled for stuff like 
well, I'm not saying MD's, NAW's like a Lando Jordan, but you know, ex WWE folk. Yeah, I think there's, I think they're having some lessons learned. Like, I think the fact that the with with, with AEW, the focus for a long time was on, you know, Hangman Page is AEW champion, and and he didn't, and so they didn't necessarily, you know, they gave the belt to CM Punk, but you know, he spent a long time working with other people before he got there. You know, so they're having some lessons learned, but I totally get where you get that comparison from. Uh, and, and and it's also the constant little like jabs towards WWE. I think when right. you're doing that, it just I think it's I think it's small time. I think it makes oh, mate, it's small time. Very small time. You don't need to. You just need to. You know, you don't need to do that as much. You know, even as much as you're probably bursting to do it. As much as the internet is annoying you, you don't do that. You just crack on with what you got to do. I feel like because I feel like it constantly. You don't need to constantly be reminded that there is another wrestling promotion out there you know you want people just to go right. it's just this one so there's a lot of there's a lot of aew detractors who are on the money when they when they bring that up and say they should stop mentioning wwe they're absolutely on the money because they really should they should Fuck, crack I've, on i've spoke mainly about wrestling right than ever have we rap <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned i wanted to mention since you mentioned tna since you talked about them you know because i know you're, you're you're very shy about talking about tna yeah, um <laughs> on you go the floor um, is yours I enjoyed some forbidden door action from Slammiversary that we got to see with AJ Styles popping up on a video. I, I did see that. That was I, good fun. I did see that. That was pretty cool. But AJ, you know, why did he not ask you back? <sighs> did you not make it? This is the deal. Well, technically, you know it was t- technically it was TNA callbacks and you were Impact. No, no, no. I'll, I'll, oh, hold, oh, on oh, oh, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Oh, oh, oh. Don't technically, you, technically you were GFW. No, no. <laughs> GFW, yeah. No, I'll tell you right here now because a few folk have said that and that actually quite annoys me because, you know, and, and you know, Ian, I see Ian Drew Dice Clay was tweeting about this other week. I was the first guy in Scotland that saw TNA, right? And I always said 20 years ago this week, it aired on the Wednesday and I got the tape by the Monday or the Tuesday. This is by the by. However, TNA is what I loved, right? And, I, and people say, oh, you want for impact? No. Actually, if you look at my contract, which I never have a look. I never, I, I'd never ever go back and look at my contract, right? I never ever do, right? I totally never ever do it. But I looked at it all day and it said TNA Entertainment. Uh, right, uh, okay. So, you know. Yeah. Tell Tom about the check they wrote, you'd Grado. Tell Tom about the check they wrote, yeah. I don't know if you've heard this story, Tom. No. Grado, tell Tom about the check that TNA wrote, yeah. So, the. Everybody, I mean, folk in the, the listeners will be like, all right, we, we've heard this, but anyway. So the story is, you know, people, I mean, I, I signed in the January and I was meant to get a monthly wage and I never I never got paid till like the July, right? No, I tell you, like, it was the July before I started going, by the way, I, I've never been paid. Oh. <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be sweating. I live month to month a lot of the time. Well, I'd be sweating. <laughs> Well, I still worked in the fire brigade at the time, right? And I just seen this as like gone to work for TNA as like a big fucking holiday. Oh, I mean, I, I'm going to Orlando every month. There's no pay me. Who cares, man? Tell it. <laughs> but it was when I told like Ken Allen, he was like, "You need a fucking grip, man. There's no pay you." So eventually, they did start paying me. They did start paying me and whatever. But like the following year, you know, they would do stuff to like prolong paying you. Like, and I had heard, I, I only heard this on another podcast, but Bruce Pritchard was talking about how he had heard stories about, you know, they would say, oh, your check's going to be there in the morning. They would send an envelope and they would open up the envelope and the check wouldn't be in it. And they would go, oh, there was no check in it. Oh, it's lying here. Just to prolong them oh, getting an actual check. God, but um, so, so I got funny. a check. I got a check sent and uh, it came through the door and it opened up and it literally was like a check drawn. <laughs> it was... 
like so if you can imagine so they had took a bit of blue paper and wrote all the gimmicks up the top to make it look like a check and you know three zero five for for this is two and all done it on on handwriting on a square check and i remember getting it and going oh well this must be just what they did in america so i went down to dockhead street in sulkets to fucking uh, cash it and the woman just looked at me as if i two heat she was like what the fuck is this i was like oh, it's a company i work for in america she was like you mean serious she's like we cannot cash this is not this is a drawing this is this is nothing this is worthless Jeez. again it was again i reckon it was just i know that they had to pay me a lot of money but I, you know they were scrimping at this point um but the weird thing was how weird is this john in it remember i told you this i don't know if the folk know this but i wanted to get a picture of that check to show folk yeah, yeah. and i lost it mate right oh, you found oh. It? what Have you found oh, do you remember how it got found do you remember i found it do you not remember how it got found I got a Facebook message one random Saturday morning for one of my neighbours who I didn't I don't even have on Facebook, so she tracked me down and she went, Hi, is this yours? And it was a picture of the fucking check. It had been somehow it somehow managed to get like five, six doors down in her back garden. A picture the check that I was talking about. I sent wow. you I sent you a picture of it. Oh, did you say I don't you have you don't think you did? Oh, this is it. Okay, stop what you're doing right now. This is an infamous wrestling daft story. Grado, we need to get this picture up on the Patreon right now so people can see the hand-drawn check from TA, which was given to you. I'll get it sent. I've got it somewhere here. I will send it to you. Brilliant. The great thing Brilliant. is, Grado, you could have just drawn another one and we wouldn't have been any of the wise. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I know, I know, I know. That's not Bruce Pritchard's handwriting. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, it's been an absolute honour and an absolute right. pleasure to have you on Thank the you. podcast. The hard, Like I say, the hardest working man in audio, in wrestling you know, absolute star, and we love having you on, mate. Aye, you're the man, thank mate. You. Cheers for that, Tom, and enjoy your holiday when it comes, mate. Yeah. Will do. Thank you both. Have a lovely day. Love Thanks you so much for doing this, Tom. Thanks, Honestly, Tom. And that is it for this week's Wrestling Daft. As I say, we're going to take a couple of weeks off because I am off to Florida. With Good on days. you, John. Good on you. So I'm looking forward to a bit of a break, um, going away with the family. Unfortunately, I'm not, I don't think I've had a look there. Just before we've been recording, AEW Dark doesn't look like it's recording. It doesn't look like there's any wrestling shows on, apart from an NXT show, which is two hours away. On my uh, is it a house show, though? I. It's a house show. Uh, uh, mate, I'll be full of strobs. Don't go there. Uh, I'll be full of strobs. So, um, I, I'm, I'm really, really bored. Robbie's on it, so that's all you need. You, you definitely don't want to go a show. Fucking Robbie's a draw. <laughs> well, that's a very good point. Uh, so, thank you very much for listening, as always, on Wrestling Daft. Uh, please get in touch with anything wrestling dated over the next couple of weeks uh, we'll, we'll be looking at the tweets we'll get a couple of tweets and stuff out uh, but we'll be joining you back in a couple of weeks where Rab is finished fin- filming the Scots but then you go into filming two doors down that's right well you know what let's see if me and Rab next week can maybe go a wee hour with the patrons or something like that maybe well, maybe well listen I will, leave, I will leave it right here we, are we having a bet here right I'm leaving it in the capable hands of Robert Florence and Grado to arrange an episode of Wrestling Daft next week will it happen get somebody who, if anybody's listening it's a patron that I follow on Twitter or Instagram or at least you can mess with Instagram to pull me up a bit we'll try and get something arranged Brilliant, love that. Love to hear that, love to hear that. Well, listen, thank you very much for listening. Have we got a listener of the week that we can pick out? Uh, I'd go for the guy with the gammy leg and our brother again. He's getting two-time listener of the week. Come on, I'm struggling to get him Dick uh, Dick Campbell, so 
Do you know what I mean? Right. He's, he's make a wish that he's full bonging now, so come well, on. Well, there you go. Make a wish times two. You're listener of the week for a second week in a row, Paul. Well done to you. Brilliant. Thanks for listening to Wrestling Dad. Up the road. Great. It's yourself. Here you go. Audio Frontier. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.